If you're sitting at a busy city street corner wading through several traffic lights to make a left turn, you may notice that you're almost never joined by a UPS truck. The company has more than 125,000 vehicles on the road worldwide, driving a couple billion miles a year. They work to be as efficient as possible, and they avoid turning left whenever they can. How do I do it with the least number of miles driven, but also with minimizing left-hand turns? Because why is it important to minimize left-hand turns? I think two things. First of all, safety. If you're in a position where you're making a left-hand turn, you've got to cross two lanes of traffic. And then number two is just the time spent to make a left-hand turn. That's Patrick Brown, retired vice president of sustainability for UPS. If every UPS driver, I'm going to give you a quick stat, if every UPS driver was to eliminate one minute of idle time each day, just one minute of idle time each day, that is 160,000 gallons of fuel we save each and every year. So little incremental steps of efficiency add up to huge gains when you start looking at the scale of our network. They do this primarily to save fuel. You know, every time these large vehicles, these deliverer vehicles, whenever they go through a stop start, right, that requires deceleration acceleration cycle, that is where you're primarily burning fuel. Dr. Vakash Gaya is a professor of civil engineering and interim director of the Larson Transportation Institute at Pennsylvania State University. He agrees that it seems counterintuitive that making three right turns will save more time and fuel than making one left turn. But it is true. When you're sitting there stopping to make a left-hand turn, you're just idling. It's wasted time, right? And you're, you're going through this acceleration, deceleration cycle. And so they did this primarily just avoiding left-hand turns. And it doesn't necessarily mean at intersections, that's like, you know, signalized intersections, but even make a left turn onto a side street. Like, let's avoid doing that because you're cutting into oncoming traffic. Usually, if you're doing that on side streets, you're waiting for a gap in traffic. And so that's idle time that you're wasting. And so they found that by avoiding these left-hand turns, you know, they can save up to, I think it was like 10 million gallons of fuel annually. Think about your own personal habits. When you're driving your own personal vehicle, maybe at certain intersections, how difficult making a left-hand turn might be, or depending on how congested that area is, how many cycles of traffic lights do you have to wait to make that left-hand turn? At times, you're going to find that making three rights actually does save more time and is safer than making that one left. UPS has a state-of-the-art computer routing system called Orion that proves it's true in all the company's trucks. But can something so simple as no left turns make a difference for you and me? UPS Public Relations Manager Dan McMacken says the company was asked a few years ago to use Orion to maximize the daily errands of one suburban mom as an example. We routed her in a right-hand loop or right-handed fashion to six or seven of her, I think it was Tuesday chores, the things she had to go do, you know, the errands. She had to drop a kid off for soccer. She had to pick up groceries, drop off laundry at the dry cleaners, and so on and so on. And we ended up saving her, I believe it was $6 in fuel and close to an hour in time. Most people would probably agree, on busy streets, left turns can be a frustrating waste of time. And Vakash says the longer we wait, the worse the potential outcome can be. What we find is that 
as vehicles are waiting or as people are waiting longer and longer, they accept smaller gaps. So maybe the first five seconds I'm waiting there, you know, there's a gap in the traffic, but I don't feel comfortable taking that. But after I'm waiting for a minute, that same size gap that I wasn't comfortable before, well, now I'm getting impatient and now I'm going to take it and I'm going to take more risks, right? If they don't judge that appropriately, that can be a very, very catastrophic event. The Department of Transportation estimates that nearly 43,000 people were killed in motor vehicle crashes in 2021. And left turns are responsible for a sizable percentage of these deaths each year. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, left turns are responsible for about 60% of all accidents at intersections. Left turns are a contributing factor, maybe not directly responsible, but are a contributing factor to 60% of all crashes at intersections. So that's a very, very large number. Actually, I think of, if you look at all of the crashes that occur in the United States on roadways, 40% of them occur at intersections. Of those, it's 50% of the crashes that involve serious injuries, 20% that involve fatalities. Traffic engineers have spent a great deal of effort trying to deal with left turns. Decades ago in some cities, they laid out one-way streets as a solution. Turning is easy, and no one has to cross traffic to do it. But in a lot of places, one-way streets aren't practical. That's what gave rise to the left turn arrow. But is it the best solution? There's two things that are really inefficient about that. The first is that while that left arrow is active, all of the other you know, movements are stopped, right? So you're stopping all of the other movements. But the second thing, so I mean, most people I think know that first one. But the second thing, which I think is a little less known, is every single time you change from one sort of phase to another, and so phase meaning you know, one green movement, you stop that to another. Every time you do that, you stop the entire intersection from moving. There's a period of time where all of the signal indications are red, all of them. It's only a couple seconds. But every time you do that, if you do that every minute, a couple seconds every minute, that adds up. And so we call that lost time. So every time you add that dedicated left arrow, you're adding additional lost time. And that's time that is wasted where the intersection is not serving any vehicles. Meanwhile, the traffic trying to turn left piles up. And when it's their turn to go, traffic going straight backs up. So Vakash suggests, why not take a lesson from UPS and just prohibit left turns at more intersections? Restricting left turns actually has a benefit in that it's very simple to do. You just you put up a sign, no left turns. And so cities have actually kind of stumbled upon this for, you know, in a variety of ways. I know in San Francisco or in Berkeley, where I used to live, there were intersections that had signs, no left turns at this intersection, you know, during certain time periods, for example. So it, this is not a groundbreaking strategy. I think what the novel piece is, we should be doing it more and we should be doing it more systematically as opposed to at individual locations. We should try to roll this out across larger regions. Lakash says banning left turns on two-way streets is a good compromise. We've done a lot of simulation work and analytical work about this. If you have one-way streets, on average, every single trip is at least two blocks longer on average. On two-way streets without left turns, on average, every trip is at most one block longer. And so it's a lot less additional travel distance. So even though, even though you have to go out of your way, and sometimes you might have to go out of your way, you know, four additional blocks, you know, you pass your intersection, you make three rights, that's four extra blocks traveled, but that's like the worst case. And for many people, they will travel no additional distance. 
but you get that benefit of keeping the intersections operating as efficiently as possible. For some traffic engineers, longer trips for a few people means it's a bad solution. But Vakash says if you consider time spent traveling... We've developed metrics to put together that supply and that demand to sort of capture essentially how quickly can people reach their destination? How quickly can people get to where they want to go? I don't care if they have to travel longer distances. I don't care if they have to travel, you know, circle the block. In the end, do they get to where they want to go more quickly? And so the answer in this case, it happens to be yes. Vakash admits that there would be losers if we ban left turns at a lot of intersections. But the rest of us would more than make up for it. Some people might be upset. Like, I used to make this trip and I used to travel this short distance or whatever, and now I'm traveling longer, right? I recognize that that is true. Not everyone might win. Not every trip might be more efficient, right? If you are the unlucky person that the only way to make your trip is to pass your intersection, make the three rights, circle the block, and travel those four extra blocks, you might not get to your destination as quickly. That is very possible. Okay. But on average, everyone else, all the other trips are going to be shorter. Even if you are at a disadvantage for one trip, it's likely that on another trip, you're going to gain from this. If my destination is already on the right, I'm going to be better off because of these improved intersections. I'll be traveling faster. I'll be traveling the same distance, but doing it faster will I'll get to my destination more quickly. Vakash and his team have even developed guidelines for which intersections should prohibit left turns and when. The busiest intersections are the ones that we want to ban the left turns. The busiest intersections that are in sort of the heart of the city make the most sense to restrict the left turns. And that's simply because by simplifying that intersection, by making it more efficient, that's where we're going to get the sort of the most bang for our buck. That's where we're going to get the most benefits. And in the most busiest areas, they tend to be the most well-connected, which means if I restrict left turns there, there's likely going to be other options where people can reroute themselves and maybe not have to circle the block, maybe not have to travel any additional distance at all. Maybe instead of making a left turn in the most dense area, I go somewhere else and make a left turn and still get to my destination without traveling any extra distance at all. And even busy intersections where you ban left turns and rush hour could still allow them at two in the morning when the streets are deserted. Some cities have started limiting left turns and been pleased with the results. Salt Lake City, Wilmington, Tucson, and others. Vakash admits it seems so wrong to go farther to save time, but it works. I might have to circle the block and I might be really uncomfortable or sort of really feeling that. Like I never had to do this before. But Once you're through that maneuver and you're just going to where you need to go, the signals can be better coordinated. You can have this green wave where you're not stopping at every single light. It'll be much easier to provide signal coordination. You can travel at a little bit higher speeds if that's desired. And in the end, you'll get to where you want to go quicker. And I think that's the key. You can find more information about Patrick Brown, Dr. Vikash Gaya, Dan McMacken, and all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. This segment originally aired in July of 2021 and was written and produced by Reed Pence. Our lead producer is Kristen Farah. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. I'm Elizabeth Westfield. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. They're basically odorless, tasteless. You can't see them, you can't smell them, you can't taste them. And a lot of times their side effects take years to show. X-rays and CT scans are essential to healthcare. 
but at what cost? Then, new guidelines hope to help catch breast cancer early. Everybody has lumps and bumps in their breast tissue, and you want to get familiar with what the normal ones are, and then you will be able to detect which ones are abnormal or different. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. They experience what's called a conditioned arousal. They might be sleepy, they get in bed, and then their brain wakes up. And that's a really common experience that we hear from people with insomnia. Tired of feeling like a zombie each morning? Why you may be sabotaging the quality of your sleep. Then... We are searching for life across the Drake equation, which means that from life's origin to the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Since the dawn of civilization, humans have asked, are we really alone? I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.